Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? He ate two feet for wiener. But listen, Lavernius, shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. And just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard! This is the Barbecue Central Show. We. Talk about all the live fire barbecue and grilling related items that you could possibly want to talk about right here on this show. We are effectively live and we are back and better than ever with a brand new Behringer XR18 mixer. For anybody that's thought, how can I help the Barbecue Central show? I'll stroke Greg a check for five, six, ten thousand dollars. I want to support the show. Here's how you can do it. A bunch of you guys get together, accumulate your funds, go to sweetwater.com, uh, send them a message to Tommy Heil and say, as a collective, we want to buy Greg a mixer on standby. Whether that comes in June or July, you want to help me? Jimmy Byrne from Melbourne, Ohio. And right, you're Jimmy? listening to Barbecue Central. Sorry, Jimmy. Anyway, that would be thanks enough. A bunch of you guys getting together and ganging up to buy a additional mixer. Because as much as I want to hold out hope, maybe we'll build a wall. Probably we won't. There's a really good chance coming down the line that this thing is going to get pissed on again and it's going to break. You know it. If I know it, you know it. I don't want it to happen. I don't want there to be cat piss on my floor anymore. I'm at a crossroads in my cat life, and I don't know where to go from here. Alan, I might try the the spray, but I feel like a hostage. I feel like if I spray the spray that the cats don't like, they're going to get pissed off and they're going to pee in other areas. And then what? Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue put a mouse trap on your mixer. I don't think that's going to work. Only if they step on it first, then that'll teach him. But then, again, I go back to being a hostage. I don't want to piss them off. Go, hey, that a-hole put a mouse trap on the mixer. It was on my paw. Now I'm going to go ahead and pee all over the mixer doubly. I'm a trapped man buy these cats. I don't want to make them mad. I just want to keep them at bay. Trail cameras first. I think that way we can try and figure it out. Of course, now that I've gone on and on ad nauseum about this, that cat is never, whichever one it is, is never going to piss in this house again. And you know that that's the truth. By the way, the show originating from Palm City, USA, Cleveland. Still to come on the show this evening, Doug Shiding of Rogue Cookers. We'll be talking about his time this past weekend at the San Antonio Barbecue Cook-Off. We also say good evening to those of you watching this show tonight through one of our streaming platforms. 
You can go to Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show to watch. You can also watch this show via YouTube slash RD Rempe. Little update on the weekly YouTube poll that we have come to like. The question currently is, have you ever cured egg yolks before? And 77% of you are saying no. Get that big stuff out of here. There was a time about 10 or 15 minutes ago, maybe it was a little longer than that. We were almost at 50-50. And now no is really running away with it. 77% saying no, only 23% saying that they have. Now that I know you can reach in and grab egg yolks right out of cracked eggs and bowls, I might get into more of the curing, soft curing. I don't know if I want like hard curing, but I'm interested enough to try it out. Maybe in some of that hot sauce stuff, uh, maybe in the salt like Jess Pryles had talked about last year. I mean, why not? Uh, good enough for me. I can put it on my steak or my chicken, add a little flavor. It's got mm, egg whites are probably more protein and the... Uh, Yolk is probably fat, but that's all right. So I can use a little bit of fat here as we work through 29th week of David Lean's, which we'll talk about here in just a second. So again, uh, 77% of you saying no, you have never cured egg yolks before. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less this Friday, episode 268, taking you back to February of 2018. And in this episode... A longtime friend of the show and a pellet cooker pioneer, Ed Fast Eddie Marin. Featured on this week's show, we discussed a bit of his passion for, believe it or not, Baja racing. Uh, I'm not a car race guy specifically. I dabbled in NASCAR when I was also in the airline industry before I thought blowing my head off was a better idea than quitting that job. But Baja Racing is a thing, and Fast Eddie was real big, probably still is real big into but he was actually in the car and racing. He had won three races in a row at some point in 2018, probably 2017, bridging into 2018. So he's a driver and quite an expert. So he's into that. We talk about it. Also, we talk about where the pellet cooker market was sitting back in 2018 and where it was poised to go. And I don't think Fred, uh, Eddie missed the mark on that at all. Also, we talk about the best features of cooking with pellet grills, regardless of manufacture. Eddie's an all-timer. He was a successful competition guy when he was doing it. He was a major success in the building of pellet cookers. If you've ever heard of the FE or the FEC line of cookers made by CookShack, that's Eddie's cook. For years, he was paying a royalty to the original Traeger for their auger system because... That's what made Traeger a powerhouse initially was they had the patent on that auger system. Joe Traeger realized he should be patenting that and then cornered the market for 10 years. Certainly nothing as big as it is now, but Eddie was paying him a royalty to use the Traeger auger in his Effie cookers. So major success there in the pit building and just a great ambassador for both the pellet cooker portion of the industry and barbecue in general. So you can see Eddie selling a new brand of pellets i believe the website is off of memory grilling grilling pellets.com if i'm not mistaken check me out double check me if i'm wrong if i am wrong shoot it up in the chat room so i can make sure that i give it out if you're looking for a new brand of pellets i of course recommend cookingpellets.com but if you're looking to have a number of varieties cooking uh, i believe it's grillingpellets.com is eddie's site so 
the bottom line is this. Friday show is going to be great. If you've never been introduced to Eddie before, good way to do that. And I have to get Eddie on the show in 2023 because it's been too long. So I'll look to do that as well. By the way, if you want to hear a past guest or segment again that might be lost in the archives, email John and let him know what you would like to hear. J-O-N at thebbqcentralshow.com and he will do his best to meet your expectation. One of my favorite things over the past number of weeks has been what? Chat GPT and talking about it, trying to integrate it into the live fire industry. I'm not going to not do it. I'm going to impress upon all of you the importance of getting to know it and use it and work with it so you are not behind the curve. It doesn't have to be specifically related to the live fire industry, but that's what we're covering, so I'm trying to figure out where it fits in. Chat GPT specialist, the official chat GPT specialist of the Barbecue Central Show, Carlos Martinez, who sent me some things last week, sent me more things to analyze when it comes to this technology as of today. Now, you might recall last week, Carlos sent me a note that chat GPT was listing me as the creator of AmazingRibs.com. Not true, by the way. It also said that I've been in the live fire industry for the last 30 years. Also not true. It also said that I was regularly consulted for opinions, interviews, and thoughts on the industry. True. Well, we now have more things to look at and consider as it relates to chat GPT and live fire. So, Carlos inputs when asking chat GPT, quote, what's the best BBQ podcast? He got this in reply. Barbecue Central Show, hosted by Mark Lambert. <laughs> Mark Lambert? Which focuses on all things barbecue, including cooking tips, product reviews, and interviews with industry experts. I don't even know where Mark Lambert as an option for the host of the Barbecue Central Show even happens. There are 20 other names that I could think of that could be more correctly wrong. Is that a double negative? They could be more correct could be more wrong correctly wrong than Mark Lambert. Mark's been on the show a couple times. He's a wildly successful business person within the industry and obviously a competitive cook, world champion, but uh, not host. Also, Barbecue Beat, hosted by Meathead Goldwyn. No. <laughs> Which covers a wide range of topics related to barbecue, including recipes, techniques, and interview with pitmasters and other barbecue experts. So, Chad GPT, a little redundant on what these shows are covering roughly the same. It is correctly listing the Barbecue Central Show's number one. However, my name is not anywhere mentioned as host of the Barbecue Central Show. It's Mark Lambert. Oh, and Meathead is host of Barbecue Beat. By the way, rest in peace, Barbecue Beat. If you didn't know, we say it with peace and love. Kevin not doing any more new episodes, at least for now. Maybe that'll change in the future. We'll see about that. Our pal Doug Shiding is in the green room, ready to rock and roll. In the meantime, I'm going to tell you about the last 28 weeks of the David Leans program. You could only see the rippling muscles underneath this pullover that I have to wear because outside it's 19 degrees here. Yes, sir. 
I have a little heater off to the side of me, which you probably heard running last week because I had no processing. You know, I was sans new mixer. Well, 28 weeks ago, I was not fat, fat, but I was out of shape. I was a little doughy. You ride in the car, make sales calls. The gut would shake. It really hasn't been a thing for me. But look, I'm getting older. Wasn't really watching what I was eating. Certainly wasn't working out at all. I was what you would, my wife calls an unhealthy, skinny person. And I wanted to change it. So I said, hey, David Leans is the sponsor of the show, David McDowell. Why not put him to the test? Let's sign up. Let's have him put a program together. Let's see if he can turn me into something I'm looking for. But we're going to do it at my pace. We're going to do it with the equipment that I have. I'm not looking to go out and buy hundreds, if not thousands of dollars of stuff. Let's see if what he's talking about in the ad is for real. 28 weeks later, 100%. Has he made programs for me workout-wise with only the stuff I have? Yes. Have we varied those workouts through the weeks to make sure that muscle fatigue is happening and proper development is taking place? Absolutely. Has he asked me if I want to make changes to the diet? Yes. Do I? No. I don't want to change the diet. I know what I have. I know what I have. I live like this when I'm eating. I don't want choice. You need to sign up too. BBQ. I'm sorry. DavidLeans.com slash BBQ. That's DavidLeans.com slash BBQ. Sign up. Tell him I sent you. And then join. Join me and not be fat. Fat! I'm not shaming. Doug's next. Stick around. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. This portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in three sizes with a host of accessories. Whether you are a beginner or a professional, doesn't matter. It's a cooker you want to add to the arsenal regardless. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you Amber and Noah out there at Pit Barrel Cooker. My guest in the second hour is someone you hear pitch in on this show the fourth Tuesday of every month, which was just last week, in the second hour during the Embedded Correspondent segment. He's the longest-running Embedded Correspondent from Texas, and he's also a very accomplished competition cook, a contractor, for Traeger Grills. On top of that, he's a social media maven, especially when it comes to Instagram. He's also a Barbecue Central Show's guest Hall of Famer. This past weekend was the ever-popular and growing San Antonio Barbecue Cook-Off, and Roe Cookers was there to give it a shot to pull down GC. We race to the hotline and welcome back our friend, whose name is going to show up incorrectly, but I'll fix that, Doug Shiding. <laughs> All right, Dougie, so this past weekend was the San Antonio cook-off. And for the folks, to give people a little background on you and I, um, you were first on the show talking about a world championship at Houston Livestock and Rodeo. And for the folks that are just kind of getting into competition barbecue that are learning about the majors, this, that, and the other thing, a lot of people think KCBS, some people think, 
uh, Florida Barbecue Association, although they've dropped a little bit more in popularity or at least in visibility. But the one that always circles up every year, uh, Memphis and May, of course, but then Houston Livestock yep. and Rodeo and its own little monster and uh, its own ecosystem. Not a lot of cash to win there necessarily, but big belt buckles and bragging rights and all that fun stuff. So uh, that's how we met. Then we have this upstart little San Antonio barbecue cook-off that has continued to grow in popularity. Some folks that have been on this show a number of times have won it as well, and you decided to take your hand this past weekend and give it a shot. So when did you load in, and where did you start? Because I know it was a number of days of cooking. Yeah, I uh, actually, this was my 14th year to cook it. Wow. Um, so I've, I've that's back kind of when I started, and uh, it, let's see, I loaded in on Wednesday. They they started loading at 9 a.m. Wednesday. I was there at 9, 9.45, and of course, there were already two trailers next to me that I couldn't park my trailer in the right place, so in the back, but, you know, no no worries. I You know, we've got 40 by 40 spaces, and I've just got wow. a, a trailer that I've built out as my uh, as my kitchen and roll up my Traegers and uh, I, I pack it. It's like a, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's very packed <laughs> with all the, with all the tents and chairs and, you know, took my solo stove. It's, it, you said it's 19 there, it's 30 here. So it's pretty cold for us here. And, uh, you know, with the threat of ice, you know, the, the sky is falling and sort of thing. So a lot of people didn't go into work today, but, uh, uh, but anyway, so it's 9 a.m., load in. I just dropped my trailer. I kind of like to do that. And then I uh, came back Thursday around noon. And then that's when I started setting up um, everything and, uh, you know, visiting with people. You know, it takes me about two hours to set up. So Uncle Scotty, the local Traeger rep, came out and helped me help me do that. And then uh, Thursday night, I um, we kind of prepped a few things. The, the, the dessert turn in was at noon on Friday. So we actually cooked on Thursday night. We cooked two desserts, and and then also uh, I did a practice brisket just for fun for the the infamous buzzards that come out and eat our yeah, food. The buzzards. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send the hate email to Greg Rimpy at <laughs> no. Doug at roadcookers.com. Give him all the hate. <laughs> Thank you. That's right. Thank you very much. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I say that with peace and love. But, Always. Uh, but, but peace anyway. and love. So that, peace and love. So that was exactly. Thank you, Ringo. So uh, we, we uh, you know, did that on Thursday night and got out there Friday, kind of about nine o'clock or so. The first turn in on Friday, on Friday is the ancillary day. So they have five different ancillaries that, that, wow. that you had. So we had. Um, do you, do, you do 11, all five ancillaries? Man, I am the guy that has never met a uh, a category oh that I will try. God. I will do all of it. You know, it's not as bad as the Royal. <laughs> Remember, the Royal is worse. It has, you know, the when you the, get the invitational, you know, with the three turn-ins, and then then you get all of those sides and sausage and everything. I think it's like eleven turn-ins at the at the Royal, but uh, we just had eight this weekend. But five in one day is still pretty a lot. Yes, a lot. But uh, the Bloody Mary, um, you know, I, I prepared that and and turned that in at at uh, 11 and I'm not a huge bloody Mary Mary guy but but uh, the bloody Mary that I I I did make I actually really liked what the, so what's I the recipe I, um 
Tito's vodka. Kind of, let's right. Well, yeah, of course Tito's vodka. <laughs> Tito's was right. I was cooking right across from Tito's, oh. so it would have been very, very bad. And uh, they're a semi. You know, I have a good relationship with them, so I exchanged some head country for a little, little bit of Tito's this weekend. But uh, um, Tito's. Then I, I smoked Tito's. Uh, excuse me. I smoked the uh, the the mixer. So Zing Zang. If if you've heard of Zing Zang, sure. it's very popular. very popular. So so I did. I, I smoked that, and I smoked the Traeger uh, Bloody Mary mix. So I smoked them for several hours, and so did three cups of those uh, of of the com- combination of those. And then I added, of course, celery salt, some Head Country marinade, um, pickle juice, and olive juice, mm. um, some black pepper. Um, I didn't add any Tabasco or horseradish because the actual Traeger. Uh, Bloody Mary mix is actually kind of spicy, has a back-end heat to it. So I, I backed off on on any of that and uh, a little bit of garlic powder. So um, I think those are the main ingredients that I use. And so you're mixing Zing Zang and the Traeger Bloody Mary mix together? Yeah. Actually, at the Houston Rodeo, we, they have an unofficial uh, Bloody Mary mix and stuff. That's what we did last year when we got third overall there. <laughs> so, so it's a you know, pretty decent recipe that, that, that we use and, and stuff. Uh, this year I added a little bit of olive juice, uh, to it just to kind of balance out the flavor. And, uh, it was pretty good. So that was at 11 and then 12 was, was wait, wait, dessert. wait, let's not blow over bloody Mary contests ever on this show. We need to dissect oh, ad oh. nauseum bloody Mary contests. Of course, I don't give a shit about anything else. Of course I want to know about the bloody Mary contest. So for anybody <laughs> okay, that knows yeah. where I'm about to go here, put on the hate blockers. I know where you're going. If you don't like it. Was this a nonsensical ancillary where people were hanging, as I say, 100 pounds of food off of a pint glass where Jess Pryle said it's an engineering project more than a drink contest? Or were you just like, what did you put on yours? Was it simple garnish and the drink carries the day? We're in Texas. And just like we don't garnish the damn box, we don't garnish the damn Bloody Mary. You're kidding. So there was nothing. No, I'm not kidding. You, Thank God. You could not exactly down here. That's how how they all are. You can't have uh, olives. In, you couldn't have olives in there. You couldn't even have ice in there. Really? So, or else you'd be disqualified. Yes. So it's a totally ungarnished uh, Bloody Mary in a cup. Not a big. You know, in the Houston rodeo, we had to submit thirty-two uh, ounces. You know, it was just a big. You know, it was just. It was incredible. So anyway, um, we hardly had any anything left for us to cook. We didn't know it was that big, but it's just like a, a the little same as a bean turn-in cup, and you just have to fill it to that mark, and that's it. Hmm. And no garnish, nothing. Yeah, if I had to garnish it, I might have to bow out because yeah. I'm just not. I just on principle, I just don't like those garnish things. So, All right, you know when some sometimes they have margaritas and same thing, no garnish, no garnish. How do we do? We placed uh, what well, we get twelfth in wow. Bloody Mary. Out of how many? You know, I don't know how many. There were two hundred eighty-eight teams total. Holy so moly! At, at the at the contest, yeah, I'm sure but, half but, did it. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure half did it. Wow. So yeah, so we got twelfth overall. Wow. So that was pretty good for us. So twelfth out of a hundred is a, really good. I mean, that's you know top twelve. Yeah, that that was a major win, especially since I don't drink drink uh, Bloody Marys, but. But uh, this one I would definitely make again. In fact, uh, yeah, I, pr- I probably will. So I might improve on that. Who knows? I may have to work on that. But uh, but I practiced on it for a couple of weekends, and 
um, prior to the contest and stuff. So, but yeah, great Bloody Mary contest. So I'm in. All right. So what other ancillaries are you taking part in? Well, my wife, so dessert, dessert was at 12. So we had two desserts that we had cooked on Thursday night and they were chilled cheesecakes and she didn't do her normal, uh, she's known for, at the Houston rodeo. She's gotten five top 20, 25 finishes in, in, uh, in dessert out of, you know, other there. 200 and some uh, teams, you know, 225 or whatever they have. And uh, in, in with her bourbon, uh, glazed bourbon. Uh, uh, bread pudding? Pecan, no, not. Uh, yeah, bread pudding. Sorry. Yeah, bread pudding. I was thinking the pecan pie, but but she did the pecan pie cheesecake at at, at, San, at San Antonio. So she worked on that for a couple of times and, and uh, had her work and my some of my peeps taste it and do some things. And so, so it was, it was really good. She toasted the pecans and, mm. and then she had a fudge brownie that, and that's actually what we worked on a lot is a fudge brownie crust. And, and it, one of them actually was, was like a Supreme fudge brownie and that actually crystallized. So we didn't turn that in that one because the crust was too hard. And then the other one, we just kind of cut off a little bit on the bottom and then turn that in. And mm. so, um, and uh it was it was damn good everybody that had had pieces of it really loved it and so um, uh and she had gotten six when when we were practicing we always think bread pudding and when when we were uh, practicing she goes hey what did i cook two years ago when i got sixth place and i said that's a good question so i pulled up of course i have my journal of course you know and i pulled it up and i said you cooked a pecan pie cheesecake. Oh. And she goes, oh, yeah. She goes, I wonder where that recipe is. <laughs> you don't have it's it on a, a tab on your computer somewhere? No, no. I really? just have a, I just had a, well, I, well, not the dessert stuff. She's, she's not as OCD or organized as I am, shall mm. I say. So she's more of a free spirit in that sta standpoint. And so she uh, she had combined a couple of recipes into one. And so I interviewed her. So I have a basic overview of what she did, but I don't have all the exact no. minute ingredients and things like that because she doesn't tell them to me. Mm. So anyway, so I, I always have to interview her after a, after she has a good practice run. <laughs> I interview mm. her to, uh, to basically take some notes and stuff like that. How so, did the desserts um, do at the contest? It finished eighth place. Really? So we got a top 10 and we got a banner. Yes. You know, at, when you get to the San Antonio rodeo, it's about the big band. You know, they got big banners kind of like this that, that, that they have. And, uh, so it's, it's always, that's always the goal is to try to get a banner. Doug, nothing makes contest. me happier when you're talking away from the microphone. I love that the most. Do you like that? Good. I'll have to try that some more. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get this thing. This Look at thing that! Off, but you get a big banner, yeah, and it's yeah, got a cowboy a hat on the top of that trophy too. Or was that oh, that's that another trophy? That's a separate. The, trophy. Ca the cowboy hat is part of the uh, Houston rodeo. That's wow. that's a Houston rodeo. So I just have the banners. Hanging I like the banners. That, so. Yeah, very nice. But no, oh, yeah. So yeah, the banners and people. When you walk around, people hang their banners up. It's it's kind of a thing of you know prestige to have have a banner and stuff. And yep. so um, I've got mine hanging inside my inside my trailer so so she got a sixth two years ago and got eighth in uh in dessert this year so pretty damn good finish what other ancillaries are there believe it or not we got three more so <laughs> we've got one o'clock we had steak 
So I cooked uh, four ribeyes, and last year I got eighth in steak. But uh, and I I thought they were even more tender and better this year, but no uh, hmm. no top ten for me this year. Is that so, an SEA um, judged event or something outside of that? No, no, no. It's not an SEA. It's just part of the regular judging. So they get the you know the Billy Bobs and Billy Janes off the off the off the. Actually, that's one of the big things, and we can talk about the scoring system either now or later. But um, that was actually one of the the big changes from this year. This year from yeah, because there was a fiasco so, last year, right? Wasn't Bill Purvis well, caught up in yeah. that last year? Yes, he was. We'll probably talk yes, about that next was. week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. You probably talk a little yeah. bit about that next week, but uh, no, actually, yeah, we can talk about that in a bit. So, uh, um, a bit, yeah, yeah. We can talk about it now, or we can talk about it, about it a little later. So, in terms of hit, what the fiasco last week and the or last year. Well, let's uh, let's get through the the uh, ancillaries the, uh, here, uh, and then the yeah, the regular yeah, cook. We'll yeah. see what we got left. Yeah. So anyway, so one, you know, so one o'clock steak turn in, um, didn't place in, in the, the top 20 in that. And then, um, uh, then, then after, after that, we, we, gosh, we had beans at three o'clock. So, uh, you know, beans are a crapshoot, but the payout, the payout in the ancillaries is better than the actual grand champion payout, uh, for the most part, you know, cause the, they split the, the ancillaries, they split 50, 50. So all the entry fees, the, the, the house takes 50 and then 50% are given out as, as uh, cash. So that's one of the reasons I, I enter them because man, if you went if yeah. you the top three and one of those, the, the checks range from six to hundred to a thousand for third place and 15, 1600 for second. And so uh, I think the bean turn in, which has the most, um, was like 3,200 for first place, which is more than grand champion of the wow. actual. Yes. For a $5. You I was going to say uh, the expense beans. on beans is nothing. So the return on that is huge. <laughs> I mean, who cares if you don't it's get a belt? Huge. Exactly. So yeah. you get $3,200. I'll take so it. You get, you get the banner and, and $3,200. So that's always nice. And uh, so uh, we didn't place in, in beans, which isn't surprising. There's That's really a hard category. And almost uh, almost everyone enters that. And then the last one was a, a chef's choice. You pick it, meat, you can turn in whatever, kind of whatever you want. So uh, I did a lobster mac and cheese. And actually, oddly enough, after... After that, uh, after while the judging was going on, one of our friends came by, and she said, "Oh, I just got done judging the uh, the the ans- uh, the who pick a meat ancillary," and uh, and she goes, "Did you cook the meatball?" And I said, "No, <laughs> I cooked the lobster mac and cheese." And she goes, "Oh, oh, yeah, I hate I hate lobster," and I'm like, "Oh man, wow. you gotta be kidding me! Who hates lobster?" My mom hates and lobster. So- God. You can believe it. So anyway, so I mean, yeah. Anyway, the last time the last time I did a chef's choice with with uh, mac and cheese, um, I did a brisket mac and cheese and got first place. So <laughs> she was instrumental in probably yeah. crashing yeah. our dreams. She was your death table. Getting to the, she was. Yeah. She was our death friend. <laughs> the nerve! Wow. All right. So those are the ancillaries. And then we get to the big show, I would assume, Saturday. And this is like a normal Texas Saturday. stuff. So you're doing brisket, you're doing ribs, and you're doing chicken. Ch- yeah, it's chicken first turn in, ribs, and and then uh, and then brisket. So um, 
One of the things, maybe if I can talk about a little bit of the judging now. So what you know, the last year they had the big fiasco where IBCA they made one one error in a judge or something and it was left out. And so the grand champion, uh, the reserve grand champion, was traded out for the third place finisher um, on Tuesday following the the contest, which was incredibly embarrassing. And so it was an IBCA mistake and. Uh, you know, their new scoring system, part of what they did, because the San Antonio likes to have as many people judge as possible. So just because they're trying to get more people in the gate, yeah. you know, the pay to come yeah, in, of course, and uh, a little, a little bit of the corporate greed there. But uh, so anyway, IBCA changed their scoring system from two rounds to three rounds last year, just for the San Antonio rodeo wow. mistake. Number one. They should never have done that. But anyway, and and so that probably led to some of the issues and problems of of the scoring last year. Or so so of course Bill got instead of third place, he got reserve grand champion and Larry, uh, who's a nice guy. He uh, they actually kind of split some of the trophies and, and and things and split the aprons and stuff. And so so it was a real real congenial uh, type situation, you know, because Larry could have been a jerk about it and said, "No, it's my money. I'm keeping it." And, yeah, no, he I was real done. good. And then yeah, and, and Bill Purvis is you know he's one of the nicest guys on 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 the tour. And so so yeah, it was only fitting that I told him actually beforehand that. If if he won grand champion, I would be very happy and it would vindicate and he would be able to go up in front of his peers and celebrate, which he missed last year. Yeah. And I'll be damned if he didn't get grand champion. So so it was it was fantastic. So but uh, but but anyway, so this year they they chose LSBS, the Lone Star Barbecue Society to do the judging. And you know how many rounds they had this year? One, four, four, four. Oh, my God. <laughs> Or it, the judging went off for two, uh, two to two and a half hours. So that's why they had the the turn in times were ten thirty for chicken, one for ribs, huh. and three thirty for brisket. Holy moly! <laughs> does that does that screw with your normal program to cook? Let's just say it screwed with me. Yeah, because I was I, I'm on a I'm on a radio show on Saturday mornings, and so I was. I was kicked back, relaxing, calling in at nine twenty-three uh, for the show, and I was on hold. And uh, you know, and I'm like, "Oh, shit!" Turn-ins at ten thirty, and I hadn't done jack with wow. my, other than yeah, other than you know, trim my chicken and stuff. So, what radio uh, you know, show was, are you on when you're at a contest? Uh, at, during COVID, there's a radio show. Uh, uh, it's actually a backyard bay bar. Uh, uh, pool and barbecue show that's on KSEV radio in Houston, Texas. It's an AM talk show. Huh. So anyway, they, during COVID, he, he asked us to start coming on and talking about barbecue for a segment that's probably eight to 10 minutes long. So it's the, the cooks from the wild game crew that I'm associated with for the Houston, hmm. Houston rodeo. So we, we go on there and, and talk about different things. And so, so at nine twenty twenty four he comes on. And so he lets me go first and I'm like, so I gave a little bit of an overview of where I was at, what I was doing. I said, and I'm sorry, I've got to go. Gotta go. I'm late. Yeah. <laughs> gotta go late. And so I, uh, I, I got my chicken out. Started in, to try to inject 
of course the plunger, the washer and the plunger didn't work. And oh, so, no. so then I used, got my backup one. And so then, and then that would only pull about half of a tube. So I started injecting with that. So I only injected my chicken half of what I normally do. And then I cranked the temperature to 375 because I knew I was in trouble because I normally do a 325 for an hour and 20 minutes. And I thought, okay, so I got my chicken on at 938. Oof. The turn in is 10, you know, it was 1030 yeah. and with the 20, you know, 10 minute window, 20 minute total. So I'm like, run little chicken run. And, uh, it, uh, so I, I did it for 20 minutes, um, and, and then took it off the pit, added a little more rub and, and then put it back on and just let that sucker go f- uh, until the end. And so it, it topped out at about 157 and it'd been there over a minute. So, well, one one sixty five is the FDA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One sixty, yeah. one fourteen point seconds, fourteen point seven seconds, and and one minute is like fifty five seconds or something like that. So so it had been at that temperature. So and plus with a little carryover, it, it would take over. So uh, so I pulled it off at not ten thirty two. Wow. Glazed it in a minute, minute and a half. Put it back on for three minutes to kind of set the glaze, and pulled it off at ten thirty eight. And turned it in at ten thirty nine. You're so kidding! I almost holy no, I'm not moly! Kidding. Oh, and then and then we had a helper guy, and he was like, "Man, this is going to make a great story when you place in chicken." And he goes, "It was so great to see you just work and think instinctively instead of overthinking things like I normally do, and mm. and uh, you know, so methodical and stuff." So he, he actually enjoyed uh, seeing me <laughs> fight the pressure. All right, well then, here's the question: that. Where do you come in in chicken? Fifth overall. Wow. Look at me. Fifth overall. That's how it happens. Yeah. That's how it happens. It, it is. Yeah. It was everyone was telling me I was going to play some chicken. I was like, ah, oh, shut up. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, it, it actually, I, I did a, I did one extra half after I, I, uh, did that because, you know, Hell, I didn't have another turn until one o'clock, and the ribs were were wrapped and ready to go. You know, so I'm at that time I was kind of kicking up. So I just did another one, and it did taste pretty good. So I might change my my cooking style on chicken now, and uh, I might practice it a couple times. But uh, but uh, when when I'm thinking a little more, doing more, a little more thinking about it. But uh, yeah, it probably changed two or three things in my Mm -hmm. in my chicken chicken cook so you said your ribs were already finished at that point are you normally holding ribs for well, a, a long time well you know the three two one method as we know is is is, is junky but uh, so i do three hours naked i do two and a half in foil we cook to fall off the bone here because remember how remember big are the rats here like what's the weight uh four pounds four pounds <sighs> two and a half hours yeah, so I but I turn it down. I turn it down. I don't I don't do it so hot. You so, cook them um, at ninety degrees? Um, no, 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 no. It's about two fifty or so. So it just wow. depends. So it just depends. Two and a half oh, hours are- in foil at two fifty? Yes. Uh, Doug, I'm yes. not telling you how to cook your ribs. You're fucking those up. Holy no, moly. I'm not, actually. Wow, we, no, I'm not. Right, you know Here, the thing is that in Texas, in Texas, they ha- you they only have a fork and knife. They can't pick up, they don't get their own rib. We only turn in nine ribs for four rounds, might I tell you. Four rounds, nine they ribs. They don't pick up their so own people, rib. No, they don't. They can't touch the rib. with. They can only touch it with a fork and knife. That's why it has to be fall off the bone. Like, so the, 
do they pick it up out of the box like with chopsticks no you can't no what no, you can't you can't this is lone star rules this is how it is regardless of sanctioning body in texas this is regardless of sanctioning even, body. Uh, you can't pick up even what's his name's sanctioning body i cba so or champions barbecue alliance yeah, yeah fred roll fred, fred, fred robles, robles. Yeah. champions yeah yeah so anyway i think that's the same so you um you can't pick up a rib it's it's fork and knife why the cba was the, what is that all about because because we only turn in nine ribs and we have what does that have to do with four, picking you know, up a rib turning two ribs you well, can still we, pick it up well yeah so if you had if you had a they're in a box round, right like IBC, yeah they're in a box but you're passing you it around you I mean, other people could, are looking at it at a yeah. table and they don't pick in they don't go and grab a rib you can't grab a rib. No, you can't grab a rib. You can only touch it with fork and knife. Doug, move from Texas dangerous. immediately. What the hell is going on down absolutely, there? Absolutely Weird not. We're, we're about to meet. But, you know, and the box is so small, you couldn't get 12 ribs, even for a two-round cook. So, you, I mean, I barely, because my ribs were pretty good. Mine, Maybe mine were four, four and a, four and a quarter. Hmm. But uh, I barely got nine ribs in the box. Yeah. I couldn't fit. I couldn't fit. I, I normally like to do you know, more on the bottom and then less on the top, but I couldn't fit five ribs in the bottom. I could only fit four ribs in the bottom. And then I, f I put five ribs on top. So, um, yeah, but anyway, but, uh, but they were some of the best ribs I've cooked in a year. How did they finish? And they got a top 20 finish. So I was 18th in ribs, All right. 18th in ribs. Chicken was better of it. But you know, you weren't under, in, you, you weren't under life and death pressure with the ribs. I know, I know. So anyway, but you know, but you know, in Texas, you know, our scoring system's so screwed up with you know with with a lot of things. So you know, you only get points for the top ten. So ten ten gets one point, and number one gets ten points, and so that's how they that's how they do the judging hmm. down here. Which you know, so if you don't finish in the top twenty, you have no idea if you were twenty first or two hundred eighty eighth. Hmm. You know, unless they post you know some of the tickets and stuff. So chicken was they may have done for like. You were six in chicken. Chicken fifth. was fifth. Fifth. All right. So your chicken was fifth. fifth chicken, so I got your, six points. Your twenty was it twentieth in ribs? Eight. Eighteenth in ribs. Eighteenth yeah. in ribs. All right. What about brisket? Brisket. I thought it was good, but not great, and I think that you know the judges agreed. So uh -huh. I I cooked. Uh, I actually cooked a couple of wagyu's. Normally down here, I've I've gotten a second and a fourth in brisket at the San Antonio Rodeo before, but uh, were they the um, those were, uh, IB, were they the butcher IBC shop primes. briskets or no? They sh they sure were. Yeah, yeah, they sure were. They were expensive little little uh, little piggies yeah. or uh, little, Australians little steers, are expensive but, uh, these days. They they are, but um, I had and actually I'd never ordered from them before. And I did say Barbecue Central and got my 10% discount. Thank we love saving much. money. Yes. And that's one, that's one of the things with the pork ribs. I had never heard of Prairie Fresh Prime Ribs. Yeah. Um, and so I ordered those as well. So that's why they were. And, you know, they handpick it, everything. Just for you. So I told them Even I wanted it. on the cooler, handpick just for rogue cookers. It had my name yes. on it and everything on the meat. feel and like everything. a million bucks, don't you? I thought I, I took a little picture of that. I did. Yeah. I'm gonna King in the castle. The, King in the, the castle. Rodeo. Yeah, exactly. I did feel a little special on that. So I I'm going to uh, to order more for the uh, the Houston rodeo as well. 
So, uh, but uh, what I did is I actually did, you know, everything's an experiment with me. So I did two, the two briskets and I did one injected and one not injected. And just to kind of see, you know, I think the Wagyu has a buttery taste to it. And I wanted to kind of see if I could get the buttery taste. So it had a little bit of that. Um, the, the injected one just had a little offsetting flavor to me. Oh. I probably had 10 people in my camp at that time, you know, some of the buzzards that had come to, to, to chew on some food. So I, uh, and so the vote was like six, six to four, one over two. And uh, I did actually go with one because two had that little offsetting flavor to me, but, um, um, and then I turned that in. So it, uh, but it didn't, it did not place, it did not get a top 20. So, um, so you don't know where it finished. I was, no, it could have finished 21st or 288. That's one of the things. A uh, chicken fried barbecue in the instant chat says Doug was 21st in brisket. Would he know? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's just saying that. <laughs> what a That's joker this guy is. Him. What a joker. That's awful kind of him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah, everyone is 21st. You know, if you don't know, That's right. all, everyone yeah. says they're Just right off. Right? Must have so just finished out of the no, month. There's no proving yeah. it. There's no proving it. All right. So, so they call, you know, it. That last ta- the last judging is 20, 20 trays. So, you know, they, they have 20 bites. So that's why they call the final table. Uh, when it's all said and done, where does Rogue Cookers finish? Out of how many teams? You said it was... Uh, 288, I 288. believe. 288. Where do you and finish? 14th. We got 14th overall. Overall, wow. Look at you. Yeah. Not, not bad. 24th. Not bad. Not 21st. I was a a hard 14. So yes, I definitely was was in the top 20. So that was good. So and in fact, uh, you know, if uh, I was like, I was rooting for Purvis, you know, because he got a, I think Purvis got a third in brisket, and he had gotten a um, uh, a fifth fifth in ribs. So he oh. was up there in points. So that was like six and six and eight so that was 14 points yep. and so a first place is is 10 points and so if i would have gotten a call first or second in brisket again uh i would have i would have yep. won but uh anyway there's a lot of people you know there was probably 10 of us that were in that spot and you know of the 30 places first second and uh or, you know chicken ribs and brisket of uh of the 30 places there were 28 teams called hmm. so only purvis and one other cook got multiple calls right. out of the, uh, you know, multiple top 10. So um, that just shows you that the level of competition was pretty unbelievable. What was the best finish at San Antonio? You said you've been going there 14 years. What's your best overall finish? My best overall finish is a fourth place. Hmm. I got a, uh, uh, I got a second place brisket and a 16th place chicken that year. <laughs> that's, that's, well, that's how I got kicked off the team. Oh, yes. Uh, now when I cooked, now we're bringing you alone. back full circle. Best finish ever. Yeah, new and, team, and, <laughs> new team. Yeah, exactly. And 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 uh, it's actually interesting. Uh, our buddy Chuck is going to come out with an article that uh, that should be very interesting soon. Oh yeah, is he going to he, he uh, also he, promote smoked uh, smoked burgers on restaurant menus at the end of that article? Oh, maybe so. I'm for smoked burgers, man. I, so is, so is Chud's barbecue. He thought it was great. Yeah. Thinks it's a great idea. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm for them, man. If if there's a good burger, my you know my wife is a burger fiend. So if there's a good burger, she'll want to order a burger at a barbecue joint. All right, 
Well, Doug has taken and his wife, Roe Cookers, let's say it this way, 14th overall at San Antonio. He was 21st in brisket, and no one can say otherwise. He was 18th <laughs> in ribs and 5th in chicken, earning him a 14th overall, plus uh, very well in the ancillaries to boot there on Friday. So uh, anything else, Doug, you'd like to uh, toss in here before I let you go tonight? Well, um, you know, one of the things about, about the San Antonio Rodeo, it's always been a, you know, it had been a smaller cook, more of a cooker's cook and, you know, not as, not as many people coming out and, you know, it was just a, it was just a large cook off and now San Antonio is going the way of Houston. So last, I guess the last two years, they, you know, kind of hell I call it the hostage fee which people don't like on the barbecue committee but but they they tell you hey you can reserve your spot for next year because we may not we may sell out and so you have to pay you know how much money I pay I I added up all my expenses for this contest guess how much money I, I spent on this but all right let me contest. guess let's see three days five ancillaries brisket there There's, my math is right Doug you spent $748 million on the competition this week. Right or wrong? few extra zeros on that, but I did spend $2,800. Wow. $2,800 for a one cook-off. What did you win back? Moolah, what did you win back? Uh, I got six. I think I'm going to get $600. They don't give you the checks there. They mail them to you, if you yeah. can believe. And you pay the postage. So you're a, you're a, you're a net expense of 2200 bucks after winnings or a net, yeah, net expense. Yeah, after getting wow. 14th overall and, and getting four top 20, top 20 calls. So yeah, because in the ancillaries, they only pay for, you know, one through 10. So like in, like in the, uh, the main categories, 10th place gets $100. Ninth, two hundred, and so that's how they go. Yes, yes. Well, yeah. this is for, where for. the argument comes up then of saying, "Well, you're doing it because you like it. This is your hobby. True. If you were into cars, True. you'd be spending money on radiators and the Holly carburetors and wheels, uh, but you're doing it on brisket." And then the other side, of course, is, "Well, this is how you lose." competition barbecue teams because you're spending $2,800 to do an event. You do fairly well uh, overall and in some of the ancillaries and you're scraping back $600 out of $2,800. That's a continually red affair, which if you're just not flush with cash, uh, that makes people pretty disenchanted pretty quick. Or yeah, or if you don't have a sponsor. So so this year they didn't even open up the, 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 uh, the contest to cooks. They didn't have an open registration because they had so many people that paid the paid the fee like yep. I did. And then what they did is they just locked it down and opened up a corporate sponsorship for $2,500. So a lot of corporations came in and bought four, six, eight, you know, eight of them. And then they had a big party. And then I think last year we had over 300 cookers that that cooked in it so uh you know that they're gonna decrease the number of cookers but they're hoping those big big corporate events uh you know that put on events and have you know bands and things like that will be like houston rodeo where like in houston rodeo our tent has a, an occupancy of 999 people wow by the fire by the fire marshal that's our occupancy so like and it's packed every night it's packed every night i'm sure it's so, a corporate event but but anyway, so that's, you know, they're trying to get more people in the gate and raise more money for the kids and stuff. So 
but but anyway but uh yeah it's uh you know it's it's gonna be you know the in houston i think I think the tent that we cook that we cook at, they spend over two hundred thousand dollars on the tent. Yeah, that's big on, money on the event. Yeah, big oh, money. big money! Yeah, you know, they have a bu- you know buffet every night, big or uh, Papa. I want to say big Papa's, but Papa's barbecue, uh, which is one of the more well known barbecue places down there. You know, food places. They they do the buffet every night and they serve two meals. They serve you know one, and then at late at night they've served uh, you know some brisket sandwiches. <laughs> Doug Scheiding so. is the pit master of row cookers, 14th overall at this past weekend, San Antonio barbecue cook-off. Also did very well in the ancillaries on Friday, breaking it all down for us here. Your longest running embedded correspondent from Texas, of course, rowcookers.com, his website, follow him on Instagram as the tens of thousands of you are currently doing. It's Doug Shiding, and Doug will see you at the end of the month for your regularly scheduled embedded correspondence. Like, I appreciate it, and just to let you know, my trademark is official. Suzanne let me yes. know today that it finally, it finally, Fine. came in and was approved. Now the question so. is: Are you ever actually going to see the paper? Because she held that hostage on me for like uh, three or four weeks because she wanted to give it to me in person. I was like, just send me the goddamn thing already. She's not giving it to me in uh, person. No, She better mail that sucker. FedEx, stay on her for that to make sure you get it so we can show it off here uh, during the embedded correspondence. I mean, Doug, congratulations again, and we'll see you at the end of the month. Thanks. Thank you. There's Doug right there. He carried the hour. I had a whole bunch of stuff in the uh, open, but a lot of good breakdown there, so we certainly appreciate that. Uh, You will now have to suffer through two commercials because I didn't break through that. But that's all right. That's why we do it. Some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today are Green Mountain Grills. Now, what did I do with this? I was messing around with nonsense earlier today. So here's what I want to tell you about Green Mountain Grills. It's a brand that has been producing high-quality grills for over a decade. They offer a number of features that make them stand out from the competition, especially when compared to some of the other pellet cookers out there on the market. First, Green Mountain Grills are more portable and easier to transport. Their compact design, lightweight construction make them ideal for camping, tailgating, and other outdoor activities where portability is a must. Second, Green Mountain Grills are more affordable than some of the other cookers out there on the market, making them an excellent option for those who are on a budget. They offer high-quality grilling capabilities at a fraction of the cost of the premium brands without sacrificing performance. Third, of course, Green Mountain Grills' use of Wi-Fi connectivity to allow the users to control and monitor the cooking process from their smartphone or tablet. This feature provides an unprecedented level of convenience and also allows the user to cook food to perfection without having to physically be present at the grill. Fourth, Green Mountain Grills are built to last. They made high-quality materials, and the company offers three-year warranties on their grills. This gives customers peace of mind knowing that their investment is also protected. And finally, Green Mountain Grills offers excellent temperature control with a range from 150 to 500 degrees Fahrenheit, higher if you use the piece of an insert. This allows the user to cook a variety of different foods from low and slow barbecued meats to the high heat seared steaks, all on the same unit. In conclusion, 
Green Mountain Grills are a better choice than most of the other pellet cookers out there on the market for many reasons. For their portability, affordability, Wi-Fi connectivity, durability, and excellent temperature control, Green Mountain Grills offer a superior grilling experience at a price that can't be beat. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. Find a dealer near you and then take advantage. We're back to wrap the show after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Let's get back to a guy who has more experience giving you his opinion than he actually has cooking. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. We thank Doug Shiding for joining us for an extended segment here in the second hour. This portion brought to you by Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue. A curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies, getting you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. 13 perfectly balanced flavors of rubs and seasonings, owner of Granny's Barbecue Sauce, purveyors of some of the best pellet cookers out on the market as well, like the Mac Two-Star General Pellet Cooker. If you have questions or you don't know what to order, call them 877-828-0727 or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. One of the things that I wanted to show everybody here, a guy whose house I bought, his name is Casey Wendell, uh, drew me this picture. If you follow him on Instagram, I laid down a comment in a previous drawing and I said, Casey, you should draw a guy cooking smash burgers on his flat top, and he did. And then he put the Barbecue Central show on it, and there's some houses in the background. So little did I know that Casey was such a brilliant artist. You can follow him on Instagram over at Casey Wendell. And maybe if you're into this kind of art stuff because it's cool and it has your show name on it, that may or may not be me, but that guy has way more hair than I do. He'll give you whatever you want. You just drop your idea down there in the comments and lo and behold, you might have a picture headed your way. Now I did get in contact with him and said, Hey Casey, is this something you want to hold on to? Or can I have it? 48 hours later was in my mailbox, all nicely protected. So certainly appreciate that. And uh, I certainly appreciate the deal. We were put together where I bought his house, except for the fact that what cats are pissing in the house. Yes, that's right. But we have towels in place. We might look for mixer tops, as uh, Ron was talking about in the first hour. So who knows what's going to be happening at that point. But I'm very excited to talk about all of it. Now, there's some other things that I wanted to get to here in the open segment. So there is probably going to be an open segment next week. If I'm not mistaken, we have... Sam, the cooking guy, coming in next week in the second hour. We have Malcolm Reed leading off the first hour. If you can believe it, we're already doing two segments, uh, or the second segment of the year with Malcolm and Sam alike. Um, There's also another guest that I am not remembering right off the top of my head for next week. So let me pull up the calendar here and see who we got. Uh, Oh, of course, Ben Biebenroth from Boom's Pizza right here in Cleveland. Just opened about a week ago, and we'll see how they're doing and talk about his pizza philosophy and all that fun stuff. So let's go ahead and make tracks to get out of here all the way back in the first. All right. We can actually just uh, skip through all of this stuff real quick. No, no, don't want any of that. Nope. Here we go. All the way back in the first hour, it was 
Wes Bright, cookoutnews.com. And then in the second hour was Doug Scheiding, rowcookers.com. We had an open segment after West. You can catch that. Podcasts are coming starting tomorrow. Big show playing for you next week. As I just told you, September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. This is your program host, the proudest American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. This is Molly Storm from Stowe, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central.